So this is the world without Duncan MacLeod, the Clan MacLeod. Amanda's dead. Joe's about to die. Tessa will drift into bitterness, facing a life without passion. Richie Ryan lived and died a thief. And me? Well, I missed out on almost three centuries of living. Now that's an awful lot of unhappy women. <laughs> oh, Fitz, I missed you. Not half as much as I missed you, laddie. It's time for you to go home now. There's places to go. an awful lot of unhappy women welcome to highlander rewatch the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the highlander universe i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen hey is that is that your catchphrase whenever you walk into a room full of women <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> yeah, just immediately say it's my dating resume. resume. That's right. <laughs> it's a lot of unhappy women. <laughs> Ooh. Very good. Well, There's welcome like a focus group club where they all meet. I don't know what this is. It was like a round table. It's, it's a round sure. table. Yeah. It's very Arthurian. Yeah, I like that. That's a so quite, <laughs> quite Arthurian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, welcome to uh, Highlander Rewatch, and today it's a very special episode because this is it. This is the series finale, the season finale of season six, and the series finale uh, at large. At large? Uh, I don't know. I'm a little stunned insane. that this moment has is upon us. It is kind of weird. Yeah, how it about is that? Weird. I mean, that's not to say that there's not a lot more to do, because we obviously have several movies and a whole other series Se or two to, to cover, yeah. but it's mm -hmm. still a bit shocking. It's very true. The initial thesis of the show has come to fruition. That's right. And I just want to say a special message. Some people said we couldn't do it. Fuck <laughs> Some people who, said we couldn't do who it. Who said that? Somebody on Facebook was like, I don't remember who it was. I do. I do. Oh, okay. Do. <laughs> oh, okay. And said. I don't remember who it was, but Keith remembers. And mm -hmm. they said, are you really going to do every episode? You know how many episodes there are. That's this many weeks. And we're like, we're going to do it and it'll take longer. Yeah. <laughs> and so fuck you. We did That's it. That's right. We did do it. Yeah. I don't even know who we're talking about, but we'll ratchet it up. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Chris <laughs> Pratt style. <laughs> wow. We made it. We did. Yeah. Spike. Well, <laughs> I do want to mention something uh, before we kick off the show, which I thought was very funny. Uh, one of our listeners wrote in uh, and had a theory on our last episode. Well, our last episode was The Gathering, but the, the one before mm -hmm. that and how it relates to The Gathering. Uh, so mm -hmm. our listener, Allison L. wrote us and had a, a weird theory that was the reason to be episode 12 starts with like weird fucking 
is to mirror the pilot episode. Oh, I, oh it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's like poetry, right? Yeah. right. No, I, I am sure. on board with that. How about sure. that, right? No, I, I Allison L, good <laughs> on you. I think that's a good theory. Yeah, that, gets, good theory. that gets my stamp of approval. Yeah. Keith, but also, like, of all the things of to mirror in the first episode, why yeah. that element of it? It's, it's literally the first shot. Of the it first is episode so but why not like a line from the first episode or a mm-hmm. pick up on a theme something like more important <laughs> nope just doing it just doing it on a boat on, on a the boat. floor of a boat naturally that's how romantic, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty barge that's right well uh thanks everybody for joining us this week uh over the course of the episode we're going to be doing our catalog game we're going to read some watcher chronicles uh also make sure you stick around uh at the end of the episode we're going to be talking about a special kind of series montage audio montage we're putting together and we're going to have all the the details uh at the end of the episode and also you can check out our facebook page uh for all the details if you want to participate but stick around to the end uh for all that stuff um cool i'm i'm oh man i'm excited i think i'm excited you're excited yeah. If you're excited, I'm excited. Well, here, before I'm before reaching, we hop reaching off of your excitement here. <laughs> well, before we hop into too much of this, maybe let let's just talk about like how did you guys approach this episode? Like how did you feel going into like ah, it's the end of the the whole journey? Like I I'll I'll start and just say like I was extremely excited. I think this whole season I've been like, well, it's this season's kind of a slog, but like this the series finale turns it around and like we can look forward to that. And I, I have a lot of like fond memories of the series finale. So I went in like very, very excited to watch this, I guess. Uh, and like ready to feel the feels. Yeah. I don't know Ooh. if that happened, but. <laughs> hmm. I, I definitely went in with a mix of emotions about it. I, unlike you, I didn't remember the finale too much. Like I remember the broad strokes of it, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't remember like beats of it. Uh, and particularly, I think most things I remember about it were the first episode, not this one. Right. Uh, so I went in with that. And also because we had all kind of, I don't want to say given provisional opinions of the first episode mm-hmm. of this, I went in with like, I don't know. I felt like the stakes were very high. Like a lot was riding on this. And like I felt literally nervous about it for some reason. Wow. Like going into it of like, what's this going to be like? I don't remember. Like, I'm concerned like this will really taint our coverage of the entire sixth season. Wow. You know, based on it. So I don't know. Maybe I was just in a weird headspace, but that's what I was thinking. Interesting. What you, E-Money? Hmm. Well, the last like minute or so of this episode was spoiled for me. I've seen it already at Highlander Worldwide, whatever the one we went to was, because they played it. Oh. So it I knew the last, like, what the last frame of the episode would be. Gotcha. Uh, so that was spoiled. Cheers for five years. Cheers for five years. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but I went in kind of uh, a mixture of excitement and apprehension, because mm. um, I was like, how are they going to wrap it up? Right. This is the last episode. This yeah, what like, do you say? This is it, baby. <laughs> and I mean, we have we have Endgame coming soon in the source, but uh, you know, it was it was weird. I was yeah. kind of like, is is there, is is like, are people I want to be in the episode going to be in it? Mm-hmm. What I think we for, fortunately, at least on that, I think you get an affirmative. Yeah, Connor. <laughs> yeah, Connor. Connor's Charlie. there. 
Yep, Charlie's back. Mm-hmm. Maurice. <laughs> Dr. Oh. Ed Lindsay. Yep. We'll have to talk about all these people. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, before we hop into the episode proper, uh, let's play the catalog game. And of course, I've been saving this one uh, for a little bit uh, just Ooh. because it's, ob- it's well, it's nothing too special, but it's uh, apropos. Boom. Highlander. Oh. Series six. Here we are. Look at that mustache Duncan. Which right? episode is that from? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what episode's that other shot from too? I, I can't identify either of them. Who Are is there... that? Who is that person? Uh, I don't know. Wow. I don't. I, don't I didn't even notice her. this when I pulled this. Who is that? Like the mustache Duncan is like a fairly limited appearance. It's only in like half a dozen episodes. Do we get huh. mustache Duncan? I don't remember any of them being in season six. Hmm. <laughs> that's because duncan's not in season six that's <laughs> true so it's our, i don't know not don't, to distract us too much but. no it's fine i All don't right. recognize that woman either i don't know what either of these are yeah from. like is this from another show he was in <laughs> what <laughs> yeah this is from iborgs yeah <laughs> wow that's this is freaking me out that i can't identify this like episode and who that woman is fans at home write us in on what these episodes are wow a yeah. free hug from us. That's right. Yeah, we're probably a missing COVID the hug. Still... Yeah, wow. COVID hug, baby. That's right. All right. Well, let's let's read all about this. So, Highlander: The Series Season Six Video Collection. With the Season Six Collection, you can relive the power and emotion of the thirteen sensational tales that brought this legendary series to its dramatic conclusion. Plus, you can at last put the finishing touch on your Highlander video library. Mm. All right. That's the reason to do this. Now, so yeah. now we get a rundown of, because this thing is, it's not just the the VHSs. We got all sorts of extra goods that come with this. So. We get some swag. Oh yeah. So here we go. Um, your season six video collection includes this outstanding season six bonus gift package. The Duncan Connor movie poster. And here, let me see if I can uh, bring that up for you here. I've got all the extra goods. Why isn't why, why aren't they showing up? Uh, I don't know. There they are. Uh, Here they are. Oh wow, that's a lot of shit. lot of stuff, right? All right, the Duncan Connor movie poster. Highlander. Highlanders oh, come. <laughs> that poster. <laughs> right. It's God, like they just so mashed bad. up the movie poster. Uh, it's creeping me out. All right. Yeah, it's, it's like his creepy pedophile poster mm-hmm. that like should never have been an advertisement. <laughs> and they're like, let's use that again. That's yeah. the asset. All right, the uh, Duncan Connor movie poster. Highlanders come full circle, film to television, and now back to film. What better way to honor this unique evolution and to send off Adrian Paul into this new creative world than with an extraordinary dual image poster of Adrian Paul and Christopher Lambert, both starring in the upcoming Davis Panzer Miramax film, Highlander, World Without End. This is a true collector's item. That just sounds like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but... Yes. <laughs> World without end. All uh, right. Uh, then we also get the In Honor of Mythos Tea. The oldest immortal has established himself as one of the most popular and intriguing of Highlander characters. We've honored his legacy status in this uh, courageous cotton tea as black and mysterious as his ancient past. Oh, boy. Uh, features wow. a color-screened image of a sword-wielding Mythos framed in an embellished metalwork crest. Hmm. Wow. And a pink... Pink Mythos logo. That's right. Courageous Cotton. 
Courageous Se Cotton. <laughs> season six poster, an extraordinary image of Duncan McLeod from Highlander's final season brings to life this commemorative collector's edition poster. Mm, he's just in a in a fencing outfit. Right. Yeah, uh, what episode is that from? Do you guys remember? Yeah, it's the one with the woman with the awful haircut. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll come up with it eventually. I'll come up uh, with it in five minutes. I think it's Justice. Is that Justice? justice? Sure. Justice. Sure. justice. <laughs> the clan collectible pin, the original and definitive full color symbols of Duncan and the clan McLeod vividly cast in diminutive and glorious precise detail. Okay. Fair um, enough. Long life pendant live well and prosper okay um live well and prosper <laughs> yes, yes. all right baby from our beautiful collection of handcrafted my life <laughs> sterling silver highlander jewelry comes a pendant championing the celts interpretation of the chinese symbol for long life features black leather cord. what yeah Ooh, a black leather cord that's right remember cord what episode's he in oh, <laughs> Wait, who is Cord? That's right, Brothers in Arms, baby. Brothers in Arms, Brothers, baby. Is he Dude. standing? Dum-dums. Standing. That's right. I said it. Standing. Oh, you did say it. <laughs> hmm? I love I love that guy. He's one of my favorite Highlander baddies. And what was yeah, his, what's the actor's name? It's a, a really Wolfgang great- Bodison. Wolfgang <laughs> Bodison. Yes. Wolfgang right? Bodison. Yeah. Love it. Great. He was great. Was great. All right. Um, where are we here? Season six, new millennium collector's calendar, January from January 2000 to December 2000. A breathtaking 12-month wall calendar shows off an uh, eclectic mix of action and portrait shots from each season six episode. The perfect way to mark the end of an era while heading into a new one. Season six collector's portfolio shot there's by more. a yeah, there's more shot by official location photographers. The five striking images from season six have been beautifully printed to create this exceptional collector's edition portfolio. Wow, I'm like trying to see what images Look. they selected. Well, we got fucking like Hobo Joe. Let's hear. Can can you guys? Who, I'm not sure if I can want that. Who if who I can zoom in, zoom in the yeah. iconic Hobo Joe. One second. I'm going to zoom in for you guys because I think one of them, be I believe, is Richie pointing a gun at Joe's head. It absolutely is. And that's from this very episode. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Here we go. Now we can see it up close. Can we? There? Better? Yeah, oh, now yes. we can. Like, who, why would you want this picture? Joe, to, like, with a gun to his head? Yeah. Like, two very unflattering Joe images. For sure. Oh, well, oh, I think we get our answer where Duncan's tuxedo and mustache come from. That's got to be from the uh, the episode with Fitz, Unusual Suspects. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where he's playing, okay. he's yeah. playing um, uh, Poirot. That's right. Also weird that- It uh, is straight up a Poirot thing. Yeah. Did we talk about that last time? I don't think we did. No. No, I, we, we should have, but that we're, is 100% what that episode is. We're failures. I'm scratching my back with a fly sweater. All Gross. right, love it. You rub that those fly guts all over your shirt. Mm, rub those fly guts into me. No oh boy. Uh, also weird that three of the five pictures are from this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is perhaps telling about yeah. the quality of season six. Very Don't. telling. And Don't. the lack of main characters in any of them. But all right. It's time to guess, guys. So the rules of the catalog game, after I read the description, Kyle and Amy are going to try to guess within 20% what the actual retail price in the year 2000 was for the uh, Highlander Season 6 box, box set and bonus gifts. Uh, so if they get within 20%, they get to give their opinion first and gain my respect for the rest of the episode. And if they don't, 
hey, I win. And I uh, gain a modicum of respect for myself, uh, which will be a real treat, I guess. So, Modicum Lewinsky. Oh, see, like I'm like a goldfish with all this stuff. I never remember what the price is for previous items. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's, that's too bad. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you'd be better at it if you uh, remembered it. Yeah, my thing (laughs) is this. I think part of the reason for all this swag is that Mm -hmm. they can justify charging the same price for half the number of tapes. Oh, interesting. So Mm. I I wish I knew so I could calibrate it accordingly. Mm. But I'm going to guess that this is $140. All right. $140 for Kyle. Eamon, how much do you think the season six VHS costs to join the loyal elite, it says at the top. Loyal elite. Loyal elite. Prove your Highlander fandom by buying stuff. By buying the worst season of the <laughs> series. Um, $175. Wow, $175. All right, drum roll. Uh, <laughs> the winner is Kyle. Actual uh, retail price was $139.95. Oh, I was a nickel off? A nickel off. Look at that shit. A nickel off. Oh, boy. Penny short. What? Yeah. That's seven tapes. How many tapes were the other ones? Like 10? Uh, Yeah, I think so. 10 or 11, something like that. Yikes. Yikes. So this, would, a... this would cost $211 today. That's too wow. many dollars. That's how much, how much is that per episode? Like $20 an episode? Mm. Yikes. I, would, I don't think I would pay $20 for any of these episodes no 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 they're bad (laughs) great well that's how you play the catalog game all right congratulations kyle thank you irish amen you're welcome (laughs) the irish republican army (laughs) oh no sort of features in this episode sort of kind of that's correct. Oh boy, mm. let's all right. Let's do some dates and deets on this before we hop into it. All right, so this is season six, episode thirteen, the series finale. Episode is called "Not to Be." It originally aired May seventeenth, nineteen ninety-eight. It was directed by Dennis Berry. Dennis this is Berry. his thirty-fourth of thirty-four episodes. Wow, That's fucking crazy! It is congratulations, fucking- Dennis Berry. You're the MVP of Highlander. Yeah, true. Nice. It's it's kind of insane. Yeah, and as is I guess tradition, we usually run down people's episodes. Yeah, so, on their final one. Yep, Buckle so, up. Yeah. This is going to be a bit. We'll, we'll try to do it real quick. Uh, we'll go in uh, backwards order, I guess. Uh, some from the beginning. Um, Eye of the Beholder. Mm. Wow, starting early. Yeah, nowhere to run. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of mist in that. That's the that's uh, towards the end of season one, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eye for an eye. The return okay. of Amanda. Mm. All right. Run for your life. Okay. The vampire. The vampire. There, there's some there are more highlights here than I was mm-hmm. expecting already. Yeah, Pharaoh's daughter. Okay, love it. <laughs> uh Prodigal Son. Great. Counterfeit part two. Ooh, okay. Counterfeit part two. The samurai. Now Good we're one. now we're cooking with some serious gas. <laughs> sure. The revolutionary. Uh, Orange. What was his name? Carrot? Carrot. I just called him, I called Carrot. him Orange. Orange. <laughs> Orange. Yeah, like whatever. Carrots are orange and shit. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Orange man bad. <laughs> uh, the cross of Saint Antoine. Okay. Yes. Uh, the lamb. The lamb. That's right. Mythos. Good one. Testimony. Good 
testimony testimony right <laughs> uh reasonable doubt okay finale part two uh the innocent nice reunion nice uh the colonel ah uh, the colonel <laughs> oh yeah i'm i'm actually excited for that one was that uh, the, the, the tarantula one yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's nice. see something wicked okay deliverance suey uh through a glass darkly all right these, there's a, a lot of one. good ones here i guess uh glass darkly yeah. was a bad example for you to follow that with but <laughs> yes well. there are a lot of good ones here uh through glass darkly has some cool flashbacks right no oh that's right because they reuse a bunch of flashbacks right yeah mm -hmm. ah, mm -hmm. very good all right mm -hmm. and they do like the whole rashomon thing yeah mm -hmm. all right till death mm -hmm. okay that's a fun one uh one that's minute to midnight prophecy Gelati. yeah prophecy archangel yeah. avatar uh sins of the father Patient that's the that sins of the father is the episode we were talking about earlier uh that, that, no. No, I think that's uh, Justice with the fencing because he fences that newspaper. Dude. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, Sins you're right. of the Fathers where that dude's in, the old guy's in his car. And and... It's the diplomatic immunity. It's the slip and fall game. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, unusual suspects, uh, deadly exposure, uh, indiscretions, and not to be. Damn. Damn. Dennis Berry. How about that? He did, and he did all of his interviews for the DVDs <laughs> by a pool. Yeah, like at his house and his kids are playing like there. <laughs> jumping in the water and yeah. shit. Yeah, he couldn't be like, yeah, guys, could you give me like an hour, please? Right. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I'll do it in my backyard with like lots of noise. Right. Ambiance, man. All right. But he's a good guy. He's good a good guy. guy. Good guy. There are some real killers in that, ep in that episode list, though. Yeah. And like even among episodes that aren't like considered great, like ones that we had a lot of fun with, like Farrah's daughter, like... That's an iconic, or Eye of the Beholder. Iconic episodes for us, even right. if not, like, in the scope of Highlander, like, the heavy hitters. So. Sure. So, real hat tip on that episode list. Definitely. Nice, All right, at nice ass pebbles. That's right. Nice, nice ass, ass pebbles. pebbles. All right. The writer was David Tynan. Uh, this is his 33rd of 33 episodes. Um, and of course, I don't think we've mentioned this in a little bit, uh, but David passed away in 2013 at the age of 62. Uh, so I just want to mention that again, because we don't mention that every time he uh, has an episode uh, written. Also, strangely, uh, IMDb has Maury Ravinsky mentioned as a writer on this. I don't know why. We mentioned this on Maury's last episode, uh, which I think was Unusual Suspects. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm not sure why IMDb has him listed here. Uh, I was trying to figure out if it was like because of a flashback or what if something somehow get got credited but he's on there hmm huh but interesting since it's the last of david's episodes we get to run down those too this uh, is like half the series so. i know right here we go we'll try to be quick all right we yeah. got the the sea witch the sea witch eyewitness turnabout nice that's right uh return of amanda uh unholy alliance part one and two oh legacy uh counterfeit part one and two line of fire nice yeah. Good one. shadows Good one. um yeah. shadows. song of the executioner nice uh, te testimony testimony finale part one and two uh good. homeland good uh, double eagle good <laughs> good the wrath of kali good oh that's a great one yeah 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 that's that's up there in, in my favorites i think uh let's yeah, see um one. something wicked deliverance judgment day 
uh, One Minute to Midnight, Prophecy, Manhunt, The Messenger, uh, Comes a Horseman, The Ransom of Richard Redstone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Double Jeopardy, uh, Archangel, Avatar, Patient Number Seven, and To Be and Not To Be. Damn. And that's quite the list. It is a lot. A lot of good ones in there. Yeah, this and so, yeah, and it's not some it's not so good ones. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's it's a volume game. I mean, read some of Richard yeah. Redstone is like in the running for worst Highlander episode ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you know, but a lot of good downs. ones. That's a Definitely. good run, Mister Tynan. Yes. All right. So we also have some guest stars in this episode. Uh, so we got some people that are back. We got Elizabeth Grayson, Peter Wingfield, and Jim Burns. Hey, oh, yeah, they're, they're actually in the, in the episode. That's right. Uh, we also see Stan Kirsch. Uh, which was uh, bittersweet to see. Um, yes. Uh, Peter Hudson's back as Horton. Uh, Alexander Vandernoot is back as Tessa. And of course, Mr. Roger Daltrey is back as Hugh Fitzcairn. Um, mm. And then finally, I guess uh, some other, well, Martin McDougal is Liam O'Rourke from the last episode. And another new one in this episode is Valentine Belka is back as Kronos. I am the end of time. <laughs> That's right. This was a good return. I was yeah. excited to see him. Oh, yeah. I wish- I wish this entire two-parter had just been a lot of that, of like mm-hmm. a, a, a lot of returning people. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. the big thrills are like seeing Tess again, seeing Richie again, Valentine right. again. Like if it had just been two episodes of seeing a bunch of people you had kind of forgotten about again, I think it could have been even more fun. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I I like the format of this episode in terms like it makes it feel like a big curtain call uh, for like let's yes. have everybody back on the show, uh, but it doesn't feel like necessarily a clip show or anything, mm-hmm. uh, which some finales will do. Like remember the time, and uh, it's it's better than that. So uh, all right, so the IMDb description. Ready for this one? Duncan's tour of the Duncanless world <laughs> continues with Tessa, Love it. <laughs> um, who is living an empty married life. And Ooh. other friends who are living equally sad lives. <laughs> that is so inaccurate. <laughs> Christ. Several of the people in question are dead. <laughs> so like they're not living equally sad lives. Also, I have a lot to say about the characterization of Tess's life. Oh boy, yeah. I'll we gotta... save that for the time. Sure. Sure. All right. We got wow. through all the, the, the nitty-gritty. Dun- the Duncanless world. <laughs> Duncanless world. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So let's uh, hop into this. Uh, so it starts off with the, you know, last time on Highlander. I think we get a minute and 30 seconds of recap, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it gets the job done, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and it ends with the kind of cliffhanger, like, oh, there's Tess. Like, uh-oh. And she has children. What? What? Oh, there's Tess's children? Tess's children? I'm going to say I watched the end credits four times this week uh i was or not end credits excuse me opening credits i was just like Mm -hmm. this is gonna be like weirdly like the last time i like watch these credits like for a very long time i think uh yeah yeah it's kind of weird i was like i'm gonna savor this (laughs) that's right i made that sound every time it happened i was like yeah (laughs) this is awesome all right so the episode opens uh at the gallery noel in paris uh and amen tell us what's going on here Tess is talking about a catalog. That's right. Who's she talking to? <laughs> Anyone catch that? No. Oh, she's like, uh, can I talk to Mr. Barry? Oh, hi, oh. Dennis. And it's, yeah, it's a, a little I Dennis Barry that. reference. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, ah. cool. Very good. Think of a thing right. you did. 
Duncan so, uh, is looking at the art, and then Tessa's like, oh, can I help you? <laughs> oh, do you need help? That's right. So, just to be clear about, just to, to foreshadow what's about to happen, they're playing with some concept that, like, Tess and Mac are, like, destined lovers in some way, that there's, like, some cosmic pull that pulls them together. And they use that to justify Mac being the creepiest motherfucker on the planet <laughs> yes. in the ensuing dialogue. So Mac yes. pretends, she kind of she kind of assumes and Mac lets her that he was like an old classmate of hers at the Sorbonne. And mm -hmm. that's how Mac knows Tess. And yep. her and her artwork. But he's like he like pretends to inquire about a sculpture that's of a, a nude bust of a woman. Mm -hmm. And he's like, is this yours? And she's like, no, ooh, this is blah, blah, blah. But he's like caressing the <laughs> statue. Yeah, he touches this, touches this priceless art like all the time and she's just fine with it. And like, like he might as well have honked the boob on this. Right, yeah. <laughs> also, it just it's occurred like, to it's, a, it's a boob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like also, when he says, "Is this yours?" Does he mean like, or is this a mold of your titties? <laughs> like, is that <laughs> is that what he means? That's obviously not what he means. But this is all just to get out that Tess no longer does art. Right and in the Mac in the the Macverse. The, she, yeah, the Duncanless world. Yeah, she <laughs> uh, <laughs> also. He, she, he ends up like he tells Tess a couple things that she said like right. he's like he quotes her back to her mm -hmm. and he's like oh I remember someone once said that like or you said in school like breathing life into metal is the closest we get to like God and yeah. I was and I was just like in Tess, <laughs> right right there's like all these other it's like really metal and like I don't know but like her breathing life into like like a god is like making giant metal donuts. Like, do you remember that shit that like mm -hmm. her and Bitch Richie had to like, right? Like that's that's breathing life into things. Just weird metal donuts. And Tess is just like, I said that, and it's like, <laughs> you no, know, you didn't. Like, you would know if you said that, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is dicey, <laughs> very dicey yeah. uh, start to their new weird relationship. Well, yes. Duncan's being very like. If, if, if a man like this came into my establishment, I mean, I don't know, he's handsome. Maybe if like an attractive woman came into uh, my business and started talking to me like this, maybe I'd be interested. I don't know. But I think this is creepy. Yeah, if, if <laughs> Mac was, I, I think at bare minimum, if Mac was hideous, police would be called like, <laughs> yeah. immediately. He'd be, he'd be shown the door. But they're interrupted because another customer comes and right. she to walk away. Who I believe was uh, Ken Gord's husband, or uh, excuse me, Ken Gord's <laughs> wife, excuse me. Ken Gord's uh, husband. Whatever, Ken Gord's wife uh, plays the customer. Uh, I see. So, that very is. good. So is we... Duncan chopped liver? <laughs> His transaction wasn't done yet. Yeah. Well, she... He was there to see her, though. He wasn't there to transact. That's true. That's right. All right, it's so now true. we cut to this, like, cafe, and Fitz is there, and he orders uh, him and Mac two McCallums with, uh, mm. I believe, Scotland's finest water. Yeah. Um, and so they they get it served in two like tall glasses with ice yeah, in it I've never seen is that how scotch is served I've no. never seen it served that way before nobody serves scotch that way it that's what I strange. that's what I paid attention to in this scene I was yeah like, no uh it's in my notes too so what is going on with this bar 
Yeah, I do not understand that. Maybe it's a French thing, but probably not. That's just so strange. Yeah. I will say, great to see Fitz in this episode. I think he's even better in this episode than he was in the last episode. You may be right about that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think through the comparison, but he does have, like, I don't know, a lot of good Fitz-isms. Yeah, Mm -hmm. at least he's, like, a warm component to these episodes because honestly these episodes are like pretty i mean they're dark this is depressing shit like even though it's like a fond look back at the series it's a like dark look back at the series too uh well i guess it has to be because the whole point the whole thesis is look how much better the world is with you and then without you right Mm -hmm. um so fitz tells mac that like there were no buyers for tess's art and that's why Mm. she stopped and i was then i was just like wait a minute why like I, what does it have to do with Duncan? Exactly. Like, I was then wondering, I was like, well, is this because of Duncan? I was like, wait, did Duncan just support her? Like, was she well, never good? Or, like, is this some sort of Citizen Kane sort of situation where he's like, no, you're a great artist, and he supports someone who, like, doesn't actually have a career uh, in art? I don't know. Uh, or maybe he just gets a gets her over that hump. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if she's, well, like, if she has a financial reason that she might quit... And then somebody comes along. Also, Mac has all these connections. That's true. Like, he's in the antiques world. Like Our relationship with Mac kind of opens up a lot of possibilities. Totally. So, I don't know. I didn't press on it that hard. Well, the but... reason I, I kind of pressed on it was because I felt like it clashes with some stuff that happens later, which is we end up meeting her husband at some point. And I think they paint a picture that like he's the one who maybe squashed her art career. And I'm like, well, what is it? Is it like your shitty husband or did you not, like, were you just not able to make it or whatever? Like circumstances are different. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of weird stuff like that in this episode that I I can't really track. I don't know. It's like the details aren't paid attention to. Yeah. But. (laughs) um, Like all of season six. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, So Tess's husband shows up. His name is Andrew. And what's this guy all about? This guy is a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's just like, well, he's just, let's downgrade him from fucking asshole to douchebag. I don't know. Like, he's just like kind of obnoxious and like a tool, I think. Yeah, he is. Like, he doesn't necessarily seem like a bad person. No, but a tool, yeah. He's just like a tool. Also, like, what, did you guys hear what he said to- a thoughtless person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when he finds out that like him and Tess went to like, or that Mac and Tess went to school together, he yeah. says, oh, good friends from college. Good times, eh? Good thing it doesn't have to do anything with like the real world or whatever. And I was like, huh? Like he's poo-pooing college. And I was just so confused. I was I like, was also confused by that. Also, it's not clear what the, what business this guy's in. No. But I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb. Like there was something to do with approval of plans. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is he an architect or something? No clue, but there's like a 90% chance that in order to approve those plans, this motherfucker had to go to college, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he follows this qu- this up with like, uh, Duncan, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, how do like antiques become valuable? <laughs> and I was like, did you go not go to college? Like, how do you not know what antiques are and why things have value? Like, Jesus, man. Well, I, I don't know that it's like, I think he's, well, I, th- I do think he's being a little bit of a jerk of being like, I think he's questioning the the concept of antiques a little right. bit. It's just like, oh, well, like, when does something go from being old to being, just from just being old to being an antique? Sure. And I think he's, I think he's trying to be a douchebag about it. Well, that's like, it. It's it's a ridiculous question that he obviously knows the answer yeah. to. Like, I don't think he knows the answer to it. Then I he's an the, idiot. Then he's a no, moron. 
I don't think well I don't think the point of the question is because he's looking for an answer I think the point of the question is he's saying like like what you do is dumb I think it's me. <laughs> like I think it's more of a statement than a question like he's saying like oh okay like you trade in old valueless shit that like you've convinced people is worth something I guess I so it, I, I think is the idea I think his earlier comment about not relating to the real world is that they went to art school right and you can't make money that way but i mean the sarban is like a prestigious fucking place Mm -hmm. yes it's not like you know uncle larry's discount art school or whatever you know what i mean it's like (laughs) isn't that where you went went? yeah that's (laughs) where i went baby i went to uncle i didn't even go to uncle larry's i went to uncle joe's Um, oh joe the, the famous Joe Larry rivalry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, like the Sorbonne has prestige. Like if you go sure. there, people will notice. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. knows that place. It's not like bullshit. I, <laughs> I mean, it's like going to like Harvard or something. Like that means right. something. Where? Into, yeah, right. Yeah. Like in and of itself, that means something. Coastal to elites. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh boy. All right. So uh, Andrew uh, invites Mac over for dinner. And I'm just like, what are you doing too, man? Like, and like, like, Tess is very clearly signaling that you should not invite him. Yeah. And this guy invites him anyway. I and I'm like, get... why? Yeah. Why? I know why. You want to know why? Is why? Cuckold fantasy? Cuck. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle knew where I was going with that one. I did. Yeah, it, was, it was in my notes. <laughs> yeah. <It> was... <laughs> I'm like, my note actually just says, is this guy angling for a threesome? It's maybe I mean it's really yeah. weird. Like, well, the, the grandparent like they say, like, oh, the kids are like at your parents or whatever it is. So like we have the place to ourselves, and like this is what you want to do is invite some dude over. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. No. Yeah, that makes no sense. Also, one little beat that we glanced over, Mac orders a drink for her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like her favorite drink, and she right. is not sufficiently weirded out by this. Yeah. And he just kind of glosses over how, like, he could be a stalker. Yeah. No, this is, there should be a lot of red flags, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Also, side note, they then immediately leave. Yes. Mm -hmm. Waiting me to wonder, why did she come into this establishment in the first place? Bad writing. Like, (laughs) she's there for a grand total of about 90 seconds. Yeah. It's like, why did you come in? Right. Well, so you ordered a drink that's not going to come, <laughs> or that it like, is going to come. But did she did she see Max sitting there, and that's why she came in, or did she like need a stiff uh, drink before going home? Oh, interesting. Maybe she saw Max, but it's like not. I buy it's that. not. It's not organic. We're just guessing. Like, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's a writer that should like write these things so they make sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, so in the next scene, we cut to Tess and Andrew's home. Uh, I will point Which, out right- They live in a fucking mansion. It's, it's, this place is gigantic. I will also say that it is a gutted dump. This, like, if you look closely, like, they kind of dress this place up to make it look like it's supposed to be nice. But, like, like especially the exterior of this building is a goddamn shithole. Like, the stucco's all fucked up. Like, this place Ugh, the was- stucco gutted and they brought in some like rented furniture and tried to dress it up there's also Mm -hmm. some like real dicey paintings on the wall that i was like whoa those are bright uh it's a whole weird scene i think in this uh in this uh mansion but 
that's my hot take wow mansion fanfic i love it <laughs> uh, right, so they're arguing because he's like oh like i i don't work 70 hours a week for me like i do it for you in this beautiful house and like this is very biff 10 and back to the future like who paid for these like this guy anyway i don't know it's, i mean he, he doesn't want to go to that the bad i know i'm exaggerating yeah uh yeah, because she like wants to have like a little retreat with him. Right. And he doesn't think he can get away, but he ultimately relents and says like, okay, yeah. I will go do this. So then Mac shows up in one of my biggest pet peeves ever, which is a button down dress shirt with no tie mm. that you button the top button on. Top button oh. on, baby. Down. Right. Hate Thumbs it. He looks like a stooge. Uh... <laughs> Yikes. So their their dinner doesn't isn't actually a dinner. It lasts about two seconds, right? Of, of like getting wine. Yeah, because Andrew's yeah. got to take he care of the plans, right? Oh, their plans are approved. This deal is falling apart. And I'm like, do the writers even know what the deal is? Right. <laughs> What's the deal? This is just so vague. Yeah. It's like, oh, the 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 business dealings. Yep, I hate stuff like this. Yeah, and she's even like, "Do you have to leave right now?" And he's like, "I do." And it's like that doesn't make any sense either. Like, come on, yeah. what kind of deal is this? Ugh. I'm gonna infer that he works for like a massive construction contracting firm, and they've just encountered a zoning issue. <laughs> All right, I like it. That's what I'm going with. Yep, uh, the plans. So he's like, "Why don't you just stay here together?" Right. I'm like, "What if Tess is like." nervous or doesn't want to be alone with this strange man yeah her husband is like throwing her to the wolves <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like yeah he's just uh, like yeah you stay here with this stranger tess yep uh i've got a weird hot take i think i have a lot of weird hot takes uh this episode Ooh. uh so i know this isn't how they wrote this scene but this is how i'm kind of taking it uh they obviously want us to not like Andrew, right? Like he's talking mm -hmm. on his cell phone. He's making deals, right? He's like, this is, he doesn't care about Tess's art career. Like there's a bunch of reasons that we see him kind of differently than Mac, right? We're supposed to be like, mm -hmm. oh, she ended up with some like shitty dude. Uh, however, I'm going to make the argument that what Mac or what Andrew is doing to Tess right now is just like Mac. Like, Oh, like I'm fucking aloof all the time. I maybe hide information from you. I've got to like run out uh, at like inopportune moments. But the only fucking difference is when Mac does it, he goes out to fucking murder someone in the most <laughs> brutal way possible or be murdered himself and yeah. never come home. When this guy leaves, all he does is leave and make a shit ton of money. And at least he comes home. Like, I don't see them as that different. Uh, and it's like, all right. So that's me being maybe a little ironic about it but no naughty, naughty, Andrew. Andrew. There, there are definitely components of that right i think but the other thing is, yeah good i just want to say uh when he when they're arguing about the the trip like mm -hmm. one of the things he throws out at her is oh and your gallery which loses money every right. year like in a real passive aggressive weird i'm like Ugh. But also yeah. makes me think, then what's the difference? Did Mac, is Mac the missing component? Like Tess can't run the gallery herself? Mac is the only reason it made money? Like why is why is the gallery not making money? I, I get that Tess doesn't do art for so-and-so reasons, but like what's-, what's Mac, the... Mac wasn't there to inspire her. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Was he the accountant or something? I don't know. Uh, 
Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Probably. he was the accountant. That's it. So then Mac tries to leave. He's like, I'm going to go before mm-hmm. this gets out of hand. Good move, Mac. Get yeah. out. Yeah. But then she stops him. They, they go back and forth, but she manages to convince him to stay by saying, oh, I still have some of my old pieces if you want to look. Mm. And for some reason, Mac's like, okay. Yeah. Some of my pieces. The pieces <laughs> are the breasts. Um, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> They go into like an abandoned part of this chateau and uh, she reveals these two kind of interlocking forms. (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you. The, what are they called? The Uh, enamorata. Yeah. Yeah, enamorata. Two lovers destined to be together forever. (laughs) I didn't hate this sculpture. I thought it like was okay looking. Yeah, I yeah. think this is the best piece of Tess art we've ever seen. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so completely different from her other um, pieces. Yeah. It, nope. it looks like a shape instead of a donut. <laughs> yeah. It, looked, it has a vaguely human form and possible symbolic meaning. Yep. Yep. Not just metal clanged together. Yeah. <laughs> but this is apparently a piece that Mac has seen before and she mm. has explained to him the history of it. How about we listen, like, should we listen to this? This might be a nice, uh, I yeah. think Mac's, Mac's kind of nice in this uh, episode here. Sure. Um, or in this this scene. Let me see if I can find the clip here. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. Underlay, underlay, mama. Ia, oh, here we Ia, go. Uh-oh. That's right. All right, here we go. I'm excited. Duncanless world. A Duncanless world, yeah. Mm. Oh, I can't even. I'm trying to play this clip for you guys, and it's being funky. This truly go. is a Duncanless world. It's true. All right, here we go. Can you see it? Yes. Great. Creek. <laughs> the build must be out. Yeah. I don't think I've been in here since Suzanne was born. We talked about turning it into a playroom for the children, but somehow I couldn't. <laughs> somehow I Somehow couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, just help yourself there, man. <laughs> Seriously. It falls over. Yeah. What did you say? Mac does not have a lot of respect for art. Yeah. Inamorata. In the Marata. <laughs> Two lovers destined to be together forever. Forever kept apart by the gods. Uh oh. No Which one is it? knows that. I never told anyone. That's getting emotional. How could you possibly know? Oh, uh, don't uh, don't uh, touch uh, her. Nope. That's inappropriate. I want. Does she say I won't or I want? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dunk. Dunk. Oh, look at the tears coming. AP's bringing it. All right. There we go. Interesting. There we it's go. A, it's a good AP performance and Vandernoot performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the tension of this. Like, he's here with this person. He's like the love of his life. And it's like, what do I fucking... I mean, there's like some stakes here, which is cool. Like, emotional shit. So mm, Yes. Stakes. 
However, it's also, I think, maybe manipulative and kind of fucked up. Like, I don't yep. know. Mac has like special knowledge and he's making it seem like it's fate. And it's like, no, Mac, you're from a different timeline. This isn't fate. This is just, you know, stuff about her and you're using it to your advantage so you can boop. Yep. So you can what now? So you can uh, boop. Yeah, like I, so this is, I agree that these performances are actually quite good, but I just like find the setup a little implausible. But I guess we're supposed to just accept that they have some, like, there is some destiny here. Right. Like, right. I, I think that's what we're supposed to believe there's, based on all this. There's magic. Magic. Fate. It's a, it's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. <laughs> but Duncan's being very creepy. Like, But somehow it works. Yeah, somehow it works. Yeah. Well, it's because we uh, want to see these two together. We we right. know they're like that. Right. You know, it's it, it requires the audience like buy-in of like, yes, we know they're destined lovers. Uh, but yeah, mm. it just makes it weird after this scene where he goes to um, Anne Lindsay's apartment and does the same thing with her. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> All right. So what happens? Up. What's the aftermath of this? Uh, we uh, cut a little well, later. They fuck. Mm-hmm. In the in a bed that's in the studio for some reason. <laughs> right. It must be, she hasn't been, she says she hasn't been in this place in years. Like this mattress must be so dirty and like, ugh, mites yeah. and stuff. Anyway, uh, but yeah, this, I don't know. This is, this is pretty like emotionally fucked up. Like Tessa has made a mistake is where she comes down on this. Like she's freaked yeah. out. Like I should not have done this. I have a kid. I have a husband. Like I have a whole life. And Mac is yeah. like, well, I just wanted to make you happy. And she's like, pretty much she's like, all you've done is like make me confused. Like I thought I had my shit together and now like my uh, my mind is fucked and like, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this. Uh, so that's pretty fucked up. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Mac ends up honoring her wish eventually and, and taking off. Right. And he takes off to Club uh, Lemnesia. Which is the yep. same club that uh, Keen in the orange coat bought in. Uh, oh, good pull. Forgive us our trespasses. Uh, yes. Well done. Except good in job. this uh, in this episode, they turn all the lights up and it looks like dog shit. Absolute yes. dog shit. It, I'm going to mention is, this again. It is too bright a bar. That is for sure. This entire art. It looks like a cozy. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, there's a lot of daytime shots or scenes in this episode or scenes like this where it's inside, but it's not like they didn't like the scene. They just blasted everything up and like it, it shows how sh small the budget is. I think like there's a lot of stuff in this episode uh, besides the writing and kind of continuity and like just a lot of stuff that just doesn't feel polished. Like the show usually does. Uh, Cause the show has great production value. I think, uh, and yeah. they knew they like also know how to squeeze like every bit out of like every last nickel and dime. Uh, and to me, this scene is ugly as shit. It's mm -hmm. like no good. Uh, but anyway, who's at this bar? Well, first Fitz is hitting on the the waitress or whatever. Mm -hmm. Naturally, like, hey. this is like classic Fitz right here. It's right. like kind of, uh, I mean, it's a little problematic, but it is the character we've come to appreciate. Oh sure, yeah, I do. But he is interrupted by uh, <laughs> a, another person being a creep. Give me Who is it? Give me when, a you talk. You talk. <laughs> it's mythos. Mythos. Yep. That's right. It is, in yeah. fact, the mythos. 
Peter Wingfield. That's the very one. So Mythos is like ratcheted up to 11. Yeah. He's uh, a leather, leather daddy. He's he wearing is. a leather coat and he's a rude dude with he a is. rude dude. Mm-hmm. Two so words were never spoken. <laughs> he grabs Mac's wrist because uh, he's curious, I guess, if Mac's a watcher. Mac mm-hmm. does a karate move to get his hand back. It's so weird. Yep. He's like... Yeah, it's like they really do highlight him, like, <laughs> lifting it up. <laughs> yep. I honestly thought it was like... I, I At first, I was I watched that like three times. And the first time I watched it, I was like, that was stupid. And I watched it again. I was like, well, I watched it the third time and I'm like, no, that was great. I love it. <laughs> I don't know why, but something about like him really like putting some stank on that move was funny. Huh. It's but interesting. Mythos- it, oh, I was okay. going to say, it reminds me of another Mac, which is Mac in uh, It's Always Sunny, who is doing like, we'll do yeah. karate moves for like no yeah. good reason. No good reason. It's like, that's what Mac is doing here. Yeah, it's great. But Mythos, well, Mythos has put hands on him because he's looking for like a watcher tattoo. Right which will become quite relevant later. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so now uh, Mythos storms off and I, all right, I'm going to mention this right now. We all kind of mentioned how at the top of the show, like what was our opinion going into this? Like what was our, our feeling, right? And I had a pretty good time watching part one. I like kind of turn on this episode. Like I started getting extremely upset at this episode, just like Ooh. disappointed uh in everything it was giving me so just in this offhanded thing mac is like oh so like fitz i guess you're alive in this timeline or what's up with you and then we get like footage from uh the stone of schoon that's Mm -hmm. like abruptly edited and it's just like oh yeah there was some business 280 years ago trying to kill king george and like that's the end of fitz like Mm -hmm. and it's just like i want to see this i like I can't fucking care about Fitz's death if I don't, like, I need some buy-in. And all we do is get a clip from another episode where we know how it went, and he just tells us it didn't go that way. And I'm just like, this is, like, I don't know. I am not into this. So I I honestly don't think I would have minded as much were it not for the clip. Mm. The clip is where I turn on this. Yeah. Because I agree the clip is a zero value add. Yeah. Like, it's I, I think the story of how Fitz ends, the fact that it's so abrupt, I think is kind of funny. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that Fitz has such like a dumb ending without Max involvement, but right. that's such an iconic episode. Everyone knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, I am okay even with him just explaining the situation, not necessarily showing it, mm. but with the clip just is irritating. Yeah. Who knows? Or he could have just told a new story. If he's going to tell a story, like that's at least some value added. Like that adds to some mythology. And at least it could be funny. Like Fitz tells a funny story about how he died. And that could be great. But yeah. oh well. Uh, all right. So now we <laughs> so we get a crazy like sliding pain transition here, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And we cut mm-hmm. to Mythos's house or wherever this is. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on this too. Uh, and so Mythos is here with a woman named Jillian. What's going on? So, Horvath? Yeah. So, Mythos is still a watcher. He's still undercover as Adam Pearson at this point. And I guess he has fallen in love with another watcher. But this is like during, I guess we're supposed to believe that because Mac didn't take out Horton, there is still this like ongoing watcher civil war. Yes. Uh, And Adam Pearson is just trying to stay out of it and like, 
make sure he doesn't get outed as Mythos. Right. And she wants him to reveal to the Watchers that he's an immortal and that he's so well liked in the Watchers that they'll stop. Right. Killing he can immortals. like bridge the gap. Right. This right. is this is so obviously incorrect. <laughs> Just because yeah. Horton is such like a raving cartoon moon. villain. Like yeah. So he's like their abominations against God. Yeah. Oh. Mythos is one? Never mind. Yeah, like that's obviously not what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So anyway. And Mythos is like, did Hitler not know that the Jews were human? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, because she says Christ. it'll humanize them. And he'd be like, yeah. do you think that like they didn't know, like the Turks didn't know the Armenians were were human? Like obviously they did. Yeah. So, pretty intense. Uh... <laughs> Uh, retort <laughs> right well that's appropriate it is it i is. think uh in any case this is like an i i, I think that the, the actors do like an all right performance here one thing i wonder a lot in this episode and this is where i this kind of dominates a lot of the rest of the episode is i feel like they let horton being alive do too much work Mm. in these two episodes like i like that horton is still alive like that obviously makes a lot of sense um but that really does seem to dominate the fates of every other main character right because they mm. kill amanda mm -hmm. they were about to see upend like mythos's transform transformation we know they destroyed joe like all the other things ultimately feel dependent on him not killing Horton. Like right. this doesn't so much feel as like a Macless universe so much as a Mac never met Horton verse. Right, right. Uh, and that I feel like just looms too large. End of rant. No, that's a good point. Uh, I'm gonna, so in my very, uh, I'm so upset about some so many weird things in this episode. So bear with me listeners. Uh, so they cut here and we get an establishing shot of China Cafe. You guys notice this and i was like we're back it's the china cafe that we haven't seen since the modern prometheus or whatever and we're like probably does, yeah does joe own this club remember he was there playing right. and like booking people but we're like it's also like a chinese restaurant like we had so many questions about this and i was like mm -hmm. boom china cafe we're going there and then we cut inside and we get this whole scene mm -hmm. and at, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what happens in this scene but at the end of the scene or towards the end of it we see mac and fitz looking through the window and it's the same window we saw in the previous scene so this establishing shot fucking like tricks us because it's not set up properly when like sometimes you use you reuse an establishing shot to show passage of time for instance this is used all the time uh like at the dojo there'll maybe be a scene in the gym then we cut outside we see the exterior we know where we are and we cut back inside and it's kind of a new scene like it, it shows us that some time has passed that's what they're trying to do here but we never knew where they were in the first place because it's a whole new location so when they cut to china cafe i go we've moved somewhere and then as we watch the scene suddenly we find out no we haven't we're in the same place and also i'm like also it doesn't make sense because we have seen china cafe before and it doesn't look like this on the inside so it's just like it's just a bun it's a big mess i don't know why they use that as the establishing shot obviously it's because they just went through their library of stuff uh but like why not just pick uh just some random house that they they have footage of they must have tons of footage of just a street in paris just cut to yeah. that so anyway yeah. this is me being very mad about uh silly editing <laughs> but it's really like fucked up sorry <laughs> yeah so 
Mythos, so Mythos proposes to this woman. They, you know, everything seems to be going swimmingly, but then a well-intentioned betrayal ensues and Horton shows up. This and is fucking like, crazy. Don't, don't be mad. I brought the most evil man in the Watchers and revealed to him that you are an immortal. Yeah. So and Horton's like, ha, psych. Boo, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, can we can and, we watch and then the jump through the window? Yeah. All right. Let's... Oh, the jump through the window is the thing I wanted to see. So yes. Yeah. Here we go. It. All right. Here we go. Trying to get enough to buy her a ring and ask her to marry him. She was one brave girl, that Jillian. Jillian. She was one stupid girl. She was determined to make Horton see that immortals weren't all abominations. Surprise. Ooh. Oh, darling, please, don't be angry with me. What have you done? This is our chance to finally stop the killing. I'm afraid I can't agree. Oh! <laughs> This is crazy. Music. <laughs> what? What? That's nuts. Oh, and there they are looking through this window, uh, wherever this window is. Like, I assume they were looking through like the front door or like th this. This doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Why does Kronos jump through the window like that? I love it. Don't, it's, don't. It's, it's a door. He can open it up. This is great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's like one of the best shots of the episode. It is. It's, it's amazing. It's a also treat. That he, he has a machine gun. Yeah. Blows these guys away. Yep. And then Mythos, you know, now having no other reason to stay on the straight and narrow, re ends up rejoining Kronos. Right. Uh-oh. And then Fitz is like, and you're not going to believe what happened to Richie, too. That's bad. I'm like, oh, no, Richie. So we cut to Veracruz, Mexico in 1995. Ooh. What's going Richie on here, Eamon? Is Case in the joint. Mm -hmm. And he's fleeing uh, jail time in America. That's why he's in Mexico. That's right. And the world's oldest man shoots him <laughs> during an attempted B and E. Yep. And uh, With he a like double barrel shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And he like dies out in the woods, but then like in like a park or something. But then like wakes up and has no clue what's going on. Right. And there's all this uh, weird like reused footage, part new footage montage. Yeah. Of him like motorcycling all over the place. Being yeah, a fugitive we, from justice. There are a lot of reused yeah. clips in it. Right. Yeah, there's like stuff from like the innocent legacies in there, saving grace of prodigal son. Prodigal son. Uh yeah. Uh so, Domin, Domin yeah. Ross makes an appearance. Domin Domin Ross Ross knew it. It. Uh so but then you find out that Mythos does or Richie does eventually find the teacher, and uh -oh. that teacher is Mythos. Bum, bum, uh, bum. And so is a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. And so we cut to the like secret horseman hideout and the, it's just like, a big room. <laughs> right. And when Stan comes, I'm like, it's the Staninator. He's got these like glasses, the leather, the, the whole leather situation with the horseman is and he's like swag. Yeah. Yes. So I guess he's like robbed someplace or whatever. He's got a million dollars that he's stolen or whatever. Um, one they million think, dollars. That's right. They they want to give Richie a test. I guess he's part, been part of the crew for a little bit, uh, but he hasn't done like, you know, 
uh, some big things like kill somebody. Uh oh. And so Mythos is like, how about Dawson? It's like, shit, man. He's your butt. Why? Why? This what do you mean what? This doesn't make sense. This <laughs> is a watcher. I think it's the. He is a watcher. He says. I think... But he says like Dawson's like it wasn't me. It was Horton. Like wouldn't wouldn't Mythos know this? Yeah, you would think so. But I guess in this universe, Joe has never has Joe never met Mythos. No, I think they have met. Yeah, they I think we're met. supposed yeah. to think that they were friendly. But yeah. I, I don't think this version of Mythos like cares. Yeah, it's just all watchers are bad. Are bad. Right. Hmm. So right. I'm I'm gonna carve out this position. This is all a huge missed opportunity. I think. I think the the move is so the, what they set up just to spoil it a little bit they send richie to go kill joe richie does not that gets him in hot water with his new friends it's much better if richie kills joe yeah mm. it's way way better if richie like that's the ultimate tragedy the ultimate tragedy is not that like richie richie ends up getting killed by mythos is what's gonna happen because right. he doesn't do this it's so much more tragic if Richie actually just becomes a villain yeah. than if he is prematurely killed by Mythos. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that at all. But Yeah, it's, it's they just were... so much better. Yeah, they got all hung up on this hobo thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. So, like, I actually think Stan Kirsch has a good performance here. Oh, with, yeah. yeah this like, is great. I think they're, these are good performances as, like, Richie's like trying to muster all the bluster he can to to shoot Joe, and Joe's right. like, "This isn't you. You you can't do it." And he ends up being right, and like Richie bails. Yeah, no, this is such a standout performance. I wish I had like maybe uh, eight and eleven by uh, you know picture of this printed out, <laughs> just to remember it. This is yeah. this is. I think this is an excellent performance, which yeah. is something. All in all, I will say the actors outperform this episode. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, I agree. Pretty much across the board, but this is a good example of that. Totally. Um, I'll also, because Keith's looking at weird stuff in the background and, you know, being an asshole. Uh, so this is the same apartment. They're using the same location that, well, just to remember, we're in the year 1995 here, not 1998. So mm -hmm. in the first part, we flashed back here and Joe was in the wheelchair. He was drinking, right? It's that's, this supposed to be, that's supposed to be 1998. Right, exactly. So like, yeah, so yeah. we haven't, this is like pre that he hasn't kind of mm. like fallen off He's, the wagon hasn't anyway. hobified right yeah. however his apartment has like he it's the same location and they didn't mm. do any other set dressing like it looks like he's still squatting here and i'm like yeah he lived here for years what do, why does it look like shit man yeah but anyway that's uh once well, it's like shows how the budget is very very tiny that's like the posts where uh, on Twitter where it'll be like a, 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 a empty room with a chair and a game console on the floor. And I'll be like, men think it's okay to live like this. <laughs> they That's do. how Joe lives. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the mattress is on the floor. floor no, yeah. no box spring. All right. Uh, so this is good. It's real fucked up. Richie can't do it. So then we cut a little bit later along the river in Paris. And this is the most leather daddy of all leather daddy scenes. Like Kronos and mythos show up they all like are just like with their arms around each other and they're like yeah and they're, they're all just in full black leather it's mm -hmm. ridiculous looking yeah. and they're like it's okay baby it yes. doesn't matter that you didn't kill that guy we told you to kill yep. let's go get a drink 
Yeah, and like for some reason, Richie thinks this is gonna be okay. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then they take him out to like the field and yeah. put him down. I, Old Yeller style. Yeah. I was like kind of disappointed the way Richie goes out. Like the, the last we see of Richie in this episode is Richie on his knees begging for his life, like kind of like yeah. sniveling. And I was like, oh, is this like, this is what happened to Richie? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like I thought we were friends. And Mithos is like, we are. And then he yeah. kills him anyway. <laughs> uh, and now Mac like has like a freak out and demands that like he wants to go kill Kronos and Mythos for like the crimes of their alternative universe. Right. And for the again, Mac did this for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and again, what a better thing if instead of begging so he can go fight them, he begs so he can go talk to Richie. He's like, no, let me speak to him. Like, yeah. this is not Richie. Like, I can still save him. Let me talk to him. And then we actually right. get to see our two favorite characters interact <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, other people get to interact with Mac, not Richie though. Like, I feel a little... Yeah, moved that's off weird. That. Yeah. Like, also like Richie is his ultimate failing. Yeah. Right. And like, he doesn't get to interact with him. Yeah. Are they even on I... screen together? In a... They're never even in the same room, are they? Not really. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't wow, so that's weird. Isn't that, that weird? Is like, weird. we've got to see those characters together. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just, it killed me. It's wow. such a missed opportunity. Huh. I, <laughs> what, it's really it's, bad. It's just such a worse fail. It's just such a, a worse outcome and more tragic outcome if Richie just becomes a horseman. Yeah. Like, that's so much worse. Yep. That's where than, I thought they were going. It's, 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 it's yeah. just better. Like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'll also say when we cut, like when Mac is like asking Fitz, like take me to those sons of bitches so I can kill them or whatever. Fitz is like, laddie, how many times do I have to tell you? You can't make a difference here. Except when you did make a difference with Tess. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. the show doesn't even follow its own well, logic in this sense. He Fitz says to him, like what you did, he, when Mac's beating himself up about it, he's like, what you did didn't matter. Like she would have discovered that anyway. Right. So like- I don't know. I get. I also wrote that down. But I think I they. I think they are giving themselves a pass with sure. that line. I get it. Um, so yay! yay. <laughs> um, I'll also say because I have lots of weird problems with some of these lines. In the same scene, Fitz says, uh, "You can't change anyone's fate," and he looks up to God. Like there's a God reference. And I was like, that's the whole point of this episode. Like, is you're able to change people's lives. And in this sentence, he's like, you can't change people's fates. It's like, no, which is it? Which is it? What's this about? Yeah. Do people have a destiny or not? Do you make a difference, Mac? If you if if, if you don't, just fuck it. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Fair. We'll live. All right, so. so Joe's Mac, yeah. <laughs> Joe gets kidnapped mm -hmm. by... Mythos and Horton, only thing Kronos. remarkable, Kronos rather. The only thing remarkable about this is that Joe pulls a gun and it makes a shotgun cocking sound <laughs> yeah. from his handgun. And I'm like, that is not the right gun sound. I don't even know guns. I know that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they are going to like torture him until they find Horton. Yeah. Uh, they they Mac shoot the scene, by the way, in a distillery. When they do, there's like, there's a reverse shot. And I'm like, there's a bar in the background and stills. I was like, where are they? Like, this show's so good about picking cool locations. And once again, I was just like, what's happening big, on this big show? Big empty room. Yeah, just empty, boring rooms. 
But Mythos, Mythos is turning on the charm, and this is where he says, like, we're old friends. Kronos, he doesn't know you. He doesn't like you. Like, so why don't you tell me where Horton is? And then Joe just spits in his fucking face. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which, like, I don't know. Joe's like, oh, I'll go, I'll side with the, if it's two evil people, I'll side with the humans. It's like, why? Why do you like, why are you protecting Horton? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. I don't, yeah, I don't get this. Yeah, but, it's really weird. Uh, in any case, Kronos goes to like check out something downstairs and Mac just appears out of nowhere and clubs him in the head. It's like, all right, I pulled this out. All right. So, all right. So we cut to this, like, so I guess they, they torture Joe off screen. uh, Right. Which I I, I don't, I don't need to see that. No, you don't need to see that. Um, But uh, so they go to to some weird observatory, observatory, which didn't, wasn't this a Horton layer before? Oh, was it? I think this was in another episode. Oh, I don't know. Is he ever here with like Xavier? They were in some warehouse, I thought, by the water. I think I think they had this before, but now I can't remember. Interesting. And I'm not sure if Joe honestly takes them there thinking Horton might be there or is this like the last place he knew Horton was was, but he's no You know what I mean? Like I don't know if yeah. Joe's playing uh the guys or if he's, you know, being uh innocent about this. Who knows? Um Who's to say? <laughs> right uh, also all like bright lighting this is so mm-hmm. ugly people's faces are just like washed out it's like it's really rough uh the same deal was in the horseman uh like secret headquarter room like the lighting in that is so harsh it's like it looks like something's wrong with the film it's so bright anyway uh so <laughs> kyle you mentioned that mac like just shows up and i like lost my mind when i saw this so here we go we're gonna play this clip uh, of Mac showing up. Uh, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Ooh, there he is. All right, so no Mac here. A little off the top here. Mac is what? Right there. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Love it. Look at love it. It's love compl- it. There it is, completely empty. And there he is, just right there. <laughs> I just assume he got teleported there by Fitz magic. Oh, oh okay. yeah, that that makes sense. Man, I mean it doesn't. And he has but a Paul. It amazing. I'm still yeah. dying about this. Yep. Uh, and what all of a sudden Kronos is like? I mean, I guess if you have the ability to teleport, <laughs> that's excusable. But like, uh-huh. yes, Mac takes out Kronos right away. Oh, like, instantly. Cr- oh, right. Cr- Kronos is a major Highlander villain. <laughs> like, Mac had trouble fighting him before. And now he can just get rid of him with one little swipe of a, of a pole. Yeah. Uh, sure. Though, there's like, I guess time is limited. And the more important oh, fight sure. that we oh. get to see is the one with Mythos. Well, I yeah. agree it's a little bit fast, but... Yeah. I agree with I, you. Kyle. I got a lot of joy out of it, though. Sure, I do agree with you, Kyle. Like they need to, they want to get Kronos out of the way because, like, that's not the important meat of this. Like, we got to see Mythos. However, this is my problem, Kyle. You mentioned uh, in the last scene you wish that Mac, like, begged Fitz, like, no, let me go talk to Richie. And I'm like, that's what's supposed to happen here. Like, Mac just wants to kill Mythos. Like, how? Like, I don't care. There's no emotional content to that. Like, why isn't Mac begging Mythos that he's a better person? Like, he he's seen Mythos change before. He knows he can do it again. Like, yeah, this is and just, it's like just a like, weird. He wants vengeance in an alternate world where nothing matters. Right. And it also, makes no sense. Weirdly, 
I feel like they could almost use this as like a teaching moment for Mac. Like this is the moment that like can show, like if Mac tries to convince Mythos to give this up, maybe he succeeds. And it's like, Fitz can be like, see laddie, it worked. Like you can change people's lives still. And Mac can be like, you're right, I can. And we move on with the episode. But like, yeah. I just find this boring. Who cares about a sword fight if there's nothing like behind it? I don't know. Because the yeah. episode, the, these Highlander is a show. I love Highlander. Like it always does such a great job of that. Like the the sword fights mean something. They're about like two philosophies, like coming to get you know like competing or whatever. Like there's more than just swords hitting each other, and that's mm -hmm. not what this this fight's about. Uh, and it's a real mm -hmm. bummer. And also, again, like at least there are normally stakes. Like right. Mac, Mac is attempting to accomplish something by having this fight. We're told over and over again, there is nothing he can accomplish by just winning a fight here. Right. Spoiler alert, he wins the fight. There's no quickening. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all that happens. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and like, is Mac, like, Mac isn't an immortal here? Like, he doesn't produce a buzz or like anything like that? Yeah, I think He's... we're supposed to think that because yeah. that's why Mythos like looks for a watcher tattoo on him. Right. All right. that stuff. He's like some weird non entity here. Yeah. So, one thing about the sword fight, at one point, Mythos pulls a knife on McLeod, and Max says, I've seen this before. Yep. He says that because in a deleted scene, Mythos pulls a knife on Fitz. And that's where Mac has seen it before. Uh, so I was, I, I had that written down. I was like, am I yeah. misremembering an episode? Right, yeah. Like in the bar, uh, in a deleted scene, Mythos like pulls this secret knife out and holds it to Fitz's throat, but then Fitz uh, buys Mythos a beer and Mythos takes the knife away. Um, so like they edited out a clip <laughs> that makes another clip make no sense. Right. <laughs> it's just this fight isn't even isn't very good either. No. Like, it's a big shrug. Yeah. yeah. Like it's cool to see it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's cool in con. It's it's co more cool in concept than in anything that actually takes place. Right. Like I like the part where Mythos takes the knife out and then Mac eventually takes it back and like slits his arm with it. That's cool. But the rest of it seems a little clunky. Yeah. yeah. And I think the swords are too big. These yeah. swords are big and bulky looking. <laughs> yes. They're, and they're big for the space they're fighting in. They look very I, yeah trained by like I the think, location. That's the problem. I did like though, like the swords had these weird points, and like he stabs it into his neck. Oh, oh yeah, like, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was neat. Uh, uh, I like how I said other... I didn't like it, and I keep on saying things I liked about it. Yeah. But... One other thing I did like about this fight is I feel like most of the time when people are about to get the actual business end of the beheading, they don't resist at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mythos at least tries to fight back at the moment of the killing stroke, and it just occurred to me how rare that is most of the time people are like well you got me right yeah uh anyway so after this mythos delivers or fitz kind of delivers the summation of everything that has happened here in the macliverse and <laughs> uh and max seems now like at peace with the fact that he needs to go back right uh want me to fucking complain about this too i'll do it sure. you want. all right here's the thing <laughs> Um, so I, I like this recap, like, uh, and this was the clip at the top of the show where Fitz, yeah, as you said, describes what this Duncanless world is like. But he like opens with, he's like, see, see what happened, laddie? Like, Tessa lives a life without passion. And I'm like, is that your argument? Like, she's yeah. alive. Like, she's, she, I, 
one alive. Right? Two has two lovely children, which I ha- I should hope at least bring her some joy, something. which is again something that she could never have had with Mac. Like she has financial security. And when last I checked, running a gallery is like a pretty cool thing. Like that's very adjacent to making art. Like, I don't know, shoot for the moon, land in the stars. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Eamon, you're an artist. Would you, if like, would you consider your art career to be a flop if you ran a high-end gallery at the end of it? If I was running a gallery instead of working a shitty nine to five office job, I think I'd be much happier. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like, know. Like her yeah. life seems pretty okay, and the way they shit all over it, to yeah, me, like is kind of irksome to me. Again, because she has children, right? Like, right. And I mean, like I can be surely Weird sympathetic to her situation of... that maybe this isn't the life she wanted, but like. I don't know. They're setting up this dichotomy. And we know that Tessa is gunned down in the street. She's been kidnapped by people. Like she's been torn. Like this is so awful. And like, they're like, see, that was better than this. And I'm just like, that doesn't feel good to me. Like her her life, her life of being roughed up by psychopaths (laughs) and then murdered in the street is better than having children. Right. And a dope ass giant house and like, whatever. I don't know. Weird. Weird. Weird indeed. Uh, so then Fitz is like, look up, look up. And Mac is like, huh? I don't like, I don't understand this line either. Like, I don't understand how it's- Look up at Mythos? I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I if, if the line was like, get up, and Mac was like, what are you talking about? And then we cut to- It's, it's Mythos saying get up. Yeah, That's get up. I'm like, happen. oh, I get it. And right. it, like, but I'm just like, what? what is happening here? Like, that line doesn't make any sense. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So now we cut back to the present- in the Duncan Full timeline, not the Duncan List timeline, the Duncan Full timeline. So what's going on here? Like, oh, what, what, what year is it? Where is Mythos? <laughs> my, my lips bleeding. Uh, uh, so Mythos uh, wakes him up, Mac up, and Mac at first is like, where am I? You killed Richie. Like, <laughs> right. He's like freaking out. Uh, but then he realizes what's going on just in time to see Mythos get shot by one of Rourke's goons. Remember that plot? That's still happening. Yep. Yeah. And also remember that this was caused by a gas leak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then this, this goon is like walking Mac at gunpoint back to meet Rourke. And, and then like, how does the goon get stopped? Believe in ghosts. Uh, he gets socked out in the face by Mythos. Yeah, by, by Mythos, who wakes who up somehow, and somehow like, had, like had gets them in off front the of them and like yeah. what? I don't know. It's also, a long, I it's a I, long tunnel. <laughs> I just don't know why this is here. Why doesn't Mac wake up and they go, "Let's get down to fucking business and end this episode"? Like none of this is important. I don't. I don't no. know why this is here. Because this shows Mac's back, man. He's back. He's planning again. He's he's not doing anything. This is yeah. dumb. He's just getting he's rescued planning. by his friends again. Yeah. So, so Mythos then puts on this other guy's clothes. He's like, oh, this old, like, uh, buff bad guy, the same size as your routine, never works. We just right. need to distract her rock for three seconds. So, uh, <laughs> Mythos delivers Mac at gunpoint. And he's walking backwards. Not suspicious (laughs) at all. Right. Not even a little bit. Mythos moonwalks into the hostage situation. And and McLeod makes fun of O'Rourke's Irish accent. Yeah. Which I think is weird. He's like, catch me Uh, like charms. 
So Mytho shoots another goon, right? But doesn't yeah. shoot Aurorak, which I guess he laments later. Oh, I should have done that. It's like, you probably should have. I should have. Yeah, uh, that would be a good thing to do. Uh, but uh, Aurorak, I guess, is honorable and gives Mac his sword. I'm just like, why, why is this like? Where I was this know. before? Yeah. yeah. When he's like, you gave your word that you were going to trade your life for these people. It's like, you kidnapped people. <laughs> right. Like the, the concept that this man is like trying to shame Mac about his sense of honor is laughable. Yep. Like, yeah, he kidnapped, uh, 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 I mean, you know, a woman and a man with no legs. I mean, yeah. like, you real, are a bad heroic yeah. activity here. Right. And he like smacked a woman in the face who was tied to a chair. Like, yeah. you have no leg to stand on. I'm like talking about keeping your word. Yeah. Yeah. But Mac's like, well, it's okay. We can still do this the old fashioned way if you want. Right. So a duel ensues, which the only thing notable about this, there's two notable things about this duel. One is the amount of rolling that takes place. A lot of rolling, right? <laughs> yeah, like O'Rourke is constantly like tuck and rolling underneath of the trains and it just yeah. keeps happening and it's very funny. Yeah. The, I kind of like this fight. In the weird I like this fight is, too, is honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's really it's very well lit and it's like all this blue backlighting that I think yeah. is supposed to be evocative of the first film yeah yeah this whole tunnel thing looks like okay which is good um, there's some good karate moves like yeah they do some like mech or O'Rourke flips mech off a car at one point and like, mm -hmm. it's yeah like O'Rourke gets like thrown on the hood of a car and like the, yeah. the hood collapses like this yeah. this fight at least is like a lot of high energy shit uh which yeah. is, is good, which is good Mac is constantly like jumping on, like they're jumping across cars and like running around it. Wherever they are is actually kind of cool. I have no clue what it is, but. Yeah, it is uh, cool. This is good. And then how does this fight end? Well, he jumps off a car and like yeah. spins and cuts his head there's, off. There's a leap spin right. beheading. I was like, this is kind of silly, but I think I love it. Sure. Like, yeah, it was it's, great. It's, it's awesome. And O'Rourke is dead. Yeah. And, that's, and, and then we get this quickening, which is like amazing grace. Amazing. I didn't get that. No, but I guess I like either. Mac is like had some kind of redemption arc right. here. So. And there's weird like ghost writer, not writer, ghost writer like orbs flying around. <laughs> like, I don't know what that's all about. It's kind of really cool. clear. Yeah. It's not like, I feel like the final quickening of the series should be like, fucking amaze balls you know what i mean right like, it's not bad though it's, not, it's bad. not bad it's not bad it's not like revolutionary yeah <laughs> right but it's not like the revolutionary i mean but also like the final fight of the series like i should just care about it more like i i yeah. did find myself not really caring about this villain uh because he's not really also it's he's, been a whole episode since we've seen him like i feel like yeah. they should have borderline forget yeah they should have reestablished yeah. some emotional like stakes here because like also weirdly like Tess and Joe kind of get saved right away. And it's like, I feel like they need to be like in immediate danger. And like, I don't know, there needs to be some tension uh, for us to care that like Mac is going at this guy hard, right? I don't know. Yeah. And like, you never, I mean, you've already seen Mac beat this guy. I'm not really worried that Mac's going to lose or anything. Like, I don't know. Right. Uh, it just feels like you're hurtling toward a conclusion yeah. or hurtling toward a montage, as the case may be. Mm -hmm. Ooh. But Mac, Mac is uh, revived by Amanda after the quickening. And he's like, never again. Right. I, I wanted to talk about that. What do you guys think that means? He's, she says she thought like 
she lost Mac and they hug and he goes, yeah, never again. And I was like, never again, what? You'll you'll never lose me again. Okay. I think it's the idea. It's a bold promise, but. Yeah. I I kind of. I will never die. (laughs) (laughs) But like, uh, I kind of thought it was like, I'll never give up on you or I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't know exactly what they meant by that line. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it is like, cause he did kind of throw in the towel. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah. So maybe Uh, He's now like, you know, I'm never going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never I, give up on you again. I don't know. Interesting. So now we cut to like the barge. And this is the, this is the Quentin day barge. <laughs> so good. this is the end. And so this is a montage. Uh, and uh, for all the listeners out there, we're going to play this montage at the end of the episode. Uh, so if you haven't had the, a chance to, to see this uh, whole episode, you know, you can at least uh, check that montage out. Also, because it does do a pretty good job of like, you know, take you on the journey through all six seasons, which is neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's set to Bonnie Portmore. Um, so there was one interesting thing I noticed in this, uh, which was when they cut to the flashback with Little Deer. Did anyone notice what's going on here? Like her burning on the funeral pyre? Mm. Oh, is Connor taken out? He is taken out. Check this out. There we go. The screen on the left is from uh, this episode, and the one on the right is from The Gathering. Isn't that weird? So they had to Photoshop. Uh, Interesting. Christopher Why? Lambert out. I guess, I don't know. I guess they would have had to pay him for some reason. Yeah, something? I don't know. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Right? Wow. Weird. Huh. Wow, wow, wow. But, you know, they have this montage and, like, the music is obviously very sweet and it starts with them sweeping, you know, vistas and it's intercut with like some dialogue with mythos. Like, Oh, like mythos, you, you taught me like that change is really important. And right. like, Joe's like, I can't imagine my life without you. <laughs> to me, the, these little like interstitial shots in here, I'm like, this is cheers for five years. They're like, good yeah. to know you, Mac. I was like, no, this is, this is so strange. Yeah. And the, yeah, the story with that is like, they were just going to have them all cheers and be like, that's the end. And then Adrian Paul was like, no, no, no. That's bad. Well, yeah, the story yeah. was uh, apparently Bill Panzer wanted them to literally cheers champagne, break the fourth wall, and then say cheers for five years, even though it had been six. Yeah. Uh, so is that, is that the episode? Um, well, he tells Amanda that he loves he her. He loves her. And that's, yeah, I guess, right. so, all right. We'll talk about it at the end. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end. I have so many thoughts on this episode. Wow. But yeah, there he, it is. He the just journey. Walks, he walks away. Into... Right. Oh, and that's cool. So like, this I thought it was piece. a smart creative choice to mirror the opening credits uh, yeah. with the reverse where Mac is like walking into the distance. I thought that yeah, was That's neat. cool. Into the blue mist. The blue mist, right? All right. Well, that's the episode. So you know what it means? It's game time. Ba-da-ba. Um, all right, we are recording again. All right, guys, we're going to play three and five real quick. It's been a minute, and uh, so this will be fun. So I'm going to name a topic, and Colin and Eamon are going to have five seconds to name me three examples within that topic. If they name all three, they get an extra fourth point. hey How about that? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Get the old score tabulator up, which just means I draw lines on my page. All right, Kyle. <laughs> Name three episodes with Amanda. Uh, Return of of Amanda, Lady and the Tiger, uh, Not to Be. Sure. Nice. There you go. Very good. With room to spare, baby. (laughs) That's right. 
Uh, Mr. Amen, Amy, three episodes with Sir Mythos in it. Oh, Mythos? Mythos. Not to be, to be. Hey. Oh, all right. Wow. These were too easy. Or, or you guys are too good. We're too good. <laughs> Kyle, uh, name three watchers besides Joe. Watchers besides Joe. Uh, Adam Pearson. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I'm totally blanking on everybody else's name. All right. I'm just... Uh. You got one. They're all going to come back to me in a second. I got hung up trying to think of the kid who dies in the Quentin Barnes episodes. Oh, and then right. I couldn't <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess there's Ian Bancroft. The, Ian Bancroft is the one I should have said. That was uh, obvious. There Horton. is. There's Horton. Horton? Uh, there's what's his name? Um, oh, the security. Um, oh, Vimas. shit. Yeah, Vimas. Vimas. Yeah, Vimas. Yeah, I, I knew it. I just like got transfixed on one thing I couldn't think of and it jammed up my thought process. Amen, this is your chance to blow me out. Amen, can you name three songs uh, in Highlander? Uh, Princes of the Universe, does that count? Bonnie Portmore uh, and um, uh, Melt. I can't think of... <laughs> I should have just said another thank, thank you for song. Your, thank you for your mercy, Amen. Yep. Yeah. So you got two points. Uh, we've also accepted like Dust in the Wind would have been Ooh, a, a good one. Right? Uh, there's that song about time. That's a great song. Oh, the song Days of the Week. <laughs> days of the Week song? Yeah. All right. Uh... All right. That's it. That's good. <laughs> that's hey, Eamon, you win. Good job. <laughs> I love it. Grace. Nice. I not, win. Not, not unlike <laughs> this show, that game ended, ended abruptly. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read just one Watcher Chronicle because mm -hmm. there, there there was a ton of Watcher Chronicles for this episode because uh, there's so many people in it, but they were mm -hmm. all, I thought, boring and didn't add anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so anyway, this is from Max, and it just says, Duncan McLeod is back in business. I don't know what theory I believe more, dreams or angels, but either way, McLeod's been given a new lease on life. Long live Duncan McLeod with the Clan McLeod. That's Joe. Joe wrote that in wow. his journal. But like, I don't understand why he thinks any of that is relevant. Like, or that, I don't know, or what in part of Mac's internal journey he was privy to, but. Yeah, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any yeah, sense why he, would write, sense. why he would write that. He's I don't know. business, baby. All right, let's let's talk about this episode, Kyle. You uh, well, Kyle we can just won. have kind of a freeform discussion, but yeah, Kyle, why don't you Keith, kick why don't it off? You, well, you know, I I think I've been put most of my thoughts in the in the meat of the episode, but my main thoughts on this is just that there's a lot of missed opportunities that they spend a lot of time on Tess to try to make her life seem tragic when it isn't. Like she's right. better off without Mac. Yeah. Most notably in that she's not dead. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and like, I, I think that they let the, the life of Horton do too much work yep. in this. Like, it's it's the Horton-verse is really what this is. And that's, I don't know. I don't care that much. Like, I, I wasn't clamoring that much for Horton to be back. Yeah. And side note, if Mac was going to kill anybody in this alternate universe out of vengeance, why isn't it Horton? Right. He instead right. kills his friend Mythos instead of <laughs> his worst enemy Horton, who he's had to kill like six times. So, right. right, right, crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. 
Keith, you're clearly burning. Oh, so. I mean, well, here's the thing uh, about the end of the episode that I kind of felt was weird. Like, I, I just feel like there's a lot of mixed messages in, in this episode. Like, like I mentioned earlier, there's stuff about like Fitz saying like, you can't change anybody's fate or like that's, that's God's thing. And I'm just like, huh, that doesn't seem to, to jive with like what this, the theme of the episode is. And likewise, like at the end of the episode, like, like you said, they, they, they focus a ton of time on Tess, uh, which is maybe fine. Like, like there's at least a lot of like emotional content we can like explore there. Right. Uh, with the characters. And, but like, at the end of the episode, Mac is like, I love you, Amanda. And I'm like, huh? Like, what 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 did we just watch that like we're revisiting the love of Mac's life? And like maybe 15 minutes later, he tells someone else he loves them. But also, <laughs> like, it feels like such an unearned moment. Like, I, I I just don't feel like it was built into the episode. Like, here, here are these two characters, and I don't know. I, I guess I want them. There was nothing in the first episode that was like they need to commit to each other or something like no one's saying what they're feeling like that's just not there like they have this little fling at the beginning and then she's just going to go off to the airport and it, that's it like that's there's nothing to the to the opening like wh why didn't they put something in there that like gave us a clue that mac needs to say i love you i don't know yeah and nothing in the alternate universe indicates that mm -mm. like obviously nope. amanda bad but it's not like they play with the concept that seeing amanda that way has like change something in mac right that's like made him crystallize his feelings she just dies and they move on uh, <laughs> right yeah. Uh, yeah so i agree it does feel like it comes out of nowhere in the context of this episode which is not to say it ever would have felt that nuts if mac said i love you any other time right yeah but, but it, it, it does seem to be feels, a moment it feels no different it's yeah. just like this felt arbitrary Right, because I think we're supposed to have something like he finally said it. Like we've been wanting yeah. him to tell Amanda he loves her, and but I, I don't know. It doesn't feel earned. Um, well, also, it's a throwaway line that is like played over like weird flashback montage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not really the 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 end. Like they should have just did the montage, and that's it. I think. Like, oh, you mean without these little quotes and stuff? These weird little like yeah i agree oh also that was something that like kind of caught me off guard like i do remember bits of this episode like it has been such a long time since i'd seen it but like the end of this cuts together so clunky it like he kills o'rourke and then like it just kicks into this montage and i'm like whoa like we're this isn't the story anymore like the story's over and now it just does this like little wrap-up piece and uh i don't know it's just it's really strange um I don't know. Yep. I found I found it was really clunky. Also, I will say I think Elizabeth Grayson gets screwed in this episode. Like I mentioned yeah. last time, she gets fridged twice in a row in the first episode. Then, she's, then she's not in this. She's one. just not in it at all. Yeah. Like I don't understand. Like I wish they had maybe made like one. And once again, there's just no emotional content. So like we see Amanda's bad, and then we just see her gunned down. End of story. Mm -hmm. Like how do I feel about that? Why don't yep. they have Amanda on the run from the Watchers? Like we can see that her life is shit. Like at least we get to follow her on some sort of path and like Mac can see the ramifications. Like, but instead they're just these one-off random events that happen to people. It's like, oh, I guess that sucked. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, so I don't know. I think it's it's really a shame that her character didn't get, uh, I think a, a better send off. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. But I mean, I guess I mean, she's going to have her own TV show. So that's good. But, right. <laughs> but uh, in the terms of, what happens like in universe in this show it's not a good ending to amanda i don't think no i know richie like you said kyle like that's so weird that they're not like in the same room together talking yeah, yeah that's what that's all we want really yeah like we like we want that moment where mac gets to like almost apologize right 
Yeah. Right. Actually, oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. Like, yeah, he needs to to like heal through Richie. And it, that'll yeah. be great too, because Richie won't have a clue what he's talking about, but like it'll be like some catharsis for Mac. Yeah, and if like and I feel like the version of this that we're all working with is a part of the reason that Mac is contemplating kind of giving up is because of this Richie business. It's like because he feels like he's failed all these people. At least that's right. the concept that we think is embodied here and this is like his moment to like explore those feelings and it just doesn't get to happen yeah but they, i didn't even think about it until you said it but the fact that they don't inter interact is like unforgivable yeah that's a i i can't i have such a hard time tolerating it yeah, yeah. and the fact that he never even really gets to have a meaningful interaction with mythos either no yeah it's just like i don't mythos know bad all that like, being said oh god I was just to say, Mythos wasn't like that evil in the Macless or in the Mac full universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was. No, I mean like in present present time or. Oh well, yeah. Like I don't I don't buy the push that like this one thing turns Mythos back into like death. Right. Like. It's it is it is interesting that they went full bore with it. Right. Like, yeah. even to the point where he just talks to people meanly. <laughs> like, it's not, like then he like i like it's one thing if like okay he's willing to cross the line and do bad things but then like he right. calls a server a tart like that just right. like, <laughs> yeah that's like a different kind of transformation in a way <laughs> like, right yeah like adam pearson is like hey come in have a beer like and he didn't yeah. know mac at that point so like just i don't buy the the whatever it's, it's a little too extreme. Like yeah, I'm yeah. willing to, I'm willing to go along with the concept that he like works with Kronos and like maybe he's trying to kill all the Watchers. Like that all makes perfect sense to me. And even that he's like willing to do crimes for money now, like still accept that. But like the weird personality part of it feels like a bridge too far. But I mean, Valentin Pelka being back is cool. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, he doesn't get to do very much at all. But no, no. But also know. like. Xavier St. Cloud, I wish they would have brought back him or like Callus or there's a lot of people they could have like, touched or... upon. Yeah. There's just like an endless roster of people they could have touched upon. Right. Is yeah. the thing. Like... I mean, I, I get that they only have so much time and you know, whatever, right. but uh it does feel like I don't know, it's uh I, I went into this with like a lot of high hopes and I, I kind of felt disappointed. Uh, and it's kind of weird too. Like I like this format. I kind of like the idea of like, a, it's a wonderful life. Uh, yeah. But some of the decisions they make let, let left me wanting more or something. I was like, they, no, that's that's not what this, like it felt like, I was like, have you like, is it because these characters haven't been on the show in a year? They like forgot who they were and how to write for them. Like they're, they're like all different people. Well, the other I, weird thing is like, we're, did they just have to rush this? Was Adrian Paul like, I mean, I know they heard, like we heard like he wasn't available, blah blah blah. But but was he like? I'm just trying to wonder if he was actually just like I'm done. Like we have to finish this. Like yeah, now I I know in some of the other commentaries they mentioned that like there was some like shooting schedules. Like even though if Adrian was in an episode, he might not be there every day. Yeah, and so that could have caused some kind of funky issues with the editing. And like we said, like he's maybe not in the scenes with some of the people. Uh, mm -hmm. Like he reacts to them later off camera. Uh, right. I don't know. Hmm. Weird. Here's it's a here's weird. a. I have a weird like Keith uh, Highlander rewrite, which we haven't done in a while. Uh, yeah. And obviously, I was 
you know, uh, I, I have a, I have an extreme one too. I'm wondering if it's the same. Go ahead. Uh, I bet it it might be. All right. So I of course understand the 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 nature of this television production meant they probably could not have done this and had no foresight to do this. However, this this episode is the whole season, man. Yep, that yep. is the name. Is that you could have done an entire season. This is the entire season. Yeah. Also, you can even use the Ariman stuff. Horton is still the villain, right? The very first episode, Matt goes into his like meditative state and comes here and learns about like making life choices, blah, 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 right? Also, I think there might be some cool like ground, like Fitz keeps telling him like, you can't really affect stuff here. Uh, I would have loved to see Mac like, I don't know. I mentioned like maybe Mac should have tried to convince Mythos. Like use your words, Mac, not just your stupid muscles. Like, uh, but again, there's like emotional content there. And it's like, well, there's a lesson to be learned. Like, hey, Mac, it's not about fighting. It's about changing people. And you don't do that with a sword, right? Uh, and it's like, and that fits in with the kind of plot they ended up going with, with Aramon that like, no, you can like, you know, you don't have to fight somebody or I don't, I don't know. Uh, there's obviously a lot of room here to like explore all these character arcs. Like I want to see what happens to Richie and Amanda over the course of a season. Uh, I don't know. I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the good idea that that would have been awesome. Yeah. Instead we get whatever this is <laughs> yeah also weirdly it's cool because uh it even fits into the 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 like the constraints of the show which adrian paul isn't around guess what we right. live in a duncanless world now and so he doesn't right. really need to be in all the episodes because he's not really mm. there so i don't know mm -mm. well there we go sense. that's it yeah. that's highlighter the series i don't know yeah. how do you guys feel it's over feel weird yeah it is weird I don't, I don't... <laughs> it is weird did anyone think they were gonna cry? I did. Uh, I thought I did too, and I start. I I felt it coming on during the montage, but then the montage starts taking a, a transition to being less emotional stuff to being more like sizzle reel. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a sizzle reel about it. Like it has like flashbacks of quickenings and like, and it's all cool to see, but it's it's a different tone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Mm. But are we ready to rate this thing? Sure. Uh, Kyle, how many one night stands with a ghost specter would you give this? I give this two and a half. Two and a I, half. I, I like all the performances. I actually think people do a pretty good job, but the uh, aspects of this, just for all the reasons we've said, fall by the wayside. It just doesn't yep. deliver. Stand and deliver. Amen. How many Macless universes would you give this? I'm going to give this three Macless universes. All right. Uh, I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. And then as we talked about it, like I just, more things were brought to light. Where <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> more shit has come to light, man. Where I'm just like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Like it does, the series deserves better. It does. The yep. series deserves better. Yeah. This is not, this should have been a great episode and it's a good episode. Yeah. But fair enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's, know. It's all right. Keith, mm -hmm. how many uh, bad waitresses would you give this episode? <laughs> this gets two and a half bad waitresses as well. Uh, I think your your point that this like deserves better is very well taken. Like when this show kicks ass, it kicks ass, and it's just kind of a bummer. Like when you compare this finale to well, the episode entitled "Finale," like part one and two. Like those were great episodes, right? I yes. thought, uh, yep. like 
it was so grand Amongst at the end. Like the best, right? Like the fight on the yeah. Eiffel Tower. It like it, it was spectacular. Uh, all the characters came together. Like all the plots kind of converged at the end. This doesn't feel like the the grandeur of finale part two or anything. Uh, so it's just kind of a no. bummer. I don't know. Uh, no. But I'm very excited to see, you know, uh, the, the next movies that are inspired by this. Yeah. Yeah. Endgame. <laughs> right. The Source. I haven't <laughs> seen either of those two movies in over a decade, so I'm wow. excited. It's going to be great. Or not The Source, but, you know, we'll see. We're not done with Duncan McLeod yet. No, we are not. That's We're right. with this show, so you got to stay tuned, yeah. baby. And in fact, is there a way you might be able to participate? There is. So we are putting together an audio montage to commemorate the uh, series wrap up. And we want to hear from you. So you can send us an email at Jaime to rewatch at gmail.com. I said at voicemail.com at voicemail.com. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and you can send us a voice memo and include your first name, last initial, your age, if you'd like to where you're from. And then you can let us know uh, why is Highlander the series so special to you? What's your favorite episode? Uh, and what makes Duncan like such an interesting, cool hero? Uh, and try to be brief. And we're going to, you know, edit it together, all of those, probably put together a little video uh, of opinions from all around the world, hopefully, of people's love of Highlander. And so those submissions are due at midnight on New Year's Day. So an easy day to remember, January 1st, 2021. Uh, and yeah, just uh, send them over to our inbox at highlanderrewatched at gmail.com. You'll love to see it. That's right. Well, and also, yeah, we should uh, you know encourage everybody to keep following along with us. Uh, there is a lot more Highlander content left, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably have come along for the series. Like, I, I know that's what initially got me into Highlander, uh, you know. Uh, but I, I hope uh, we're gonna still try to do the best show we can, and I think we're gonna like explore some cool other Highlander stuff that'll be some of it'll be new to us too, which is gonna be really fun. Uh, so yeah, stick along. The journey is not over. That's right. Endgame. That's right. Ingame. I like Ingame. That's very Ingame. good. Ingame. <laughs> yeah. So we will leave you as the series did with the Bonnie Portmore montage at the end of the episode. That's right. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You know, I don't know who or what you are, Mythos. And I know you don't want to hear this. But you did teach me something. You told me that life's about change. About learning to accept who you are, good or bad. And I thank you for that. Can't imagine my life without you, Meg. Fact is, I don't want to. 